43 years after the Soweto uprising, young people still find themselves at the centre of the country's struggles. Today's youth have taken the baton from the class of 1976 and they continue to be trailblazers in the fight for social and economic transformation in South Africa. And as our country commemorates Youth Day, uh, whose theme this year is 25 Years of Democracy, a celebration of youth activism, our reporter Nomalizo Mandela takes a deeper look and how youth activism is standing up to challenges in the country. While the youth of 76 was dealing with the struggles of an unjust and oppressive laws, today's youth are faced with lack of transformation, racial inequality and other social ills. It is these struggles that led to protests such as hashtag fees must fall and total shutdown. One of the young people that led the protest is 28-year-old Tone University of Technology student Stembi Sondlovo. Education in this country was treated like a commodity only for those who can afford were able to enter universities. But now with the struggle for free education I can even now take my younger sister whereby we only survive with the grant of our aunt and go and start in Stellenbosch or Rhodes University for free. Lover says despite the success of fees must fall protest, the levels of youth activism in the country are low. I think that uh, generally there has been a decay of uh, youth activism in our country, More especially if you can check on the recent election. Most of the youth of South Africa did not go out there and vote for this uh, sixth administration of our country. So it shows that our youth is not properly mobilized, it's not properly organized. I don't know whether it's a matter of uh, the lack of uh, youth formations that properly guide youth and direct them towards uh, a certain generational mission or what, but I feel that there is indeed a void of, of uh, youth activism in our country. Young black women have not been sitting on the sidelines of these important struggles. With hashtags such as Men Are Trash and Me Too, more young women have found their voices and are speaking out against gender-based violence and sexual harassment. Last year in August, which is Women's Month, South Africa and the world witnessed a significant moment in recent history. Women from multiple backgrounds successfully came together to march towards a world free of gender-based violence under the banner of hashtag total shutdown. One of the organizers of that march was Luiso Saliso. I'm a survivor of gender-based violence myself, but there was a time whereby... Um it, it, it was like all over media where women were constantly being killed, disappearing, and children as well. And it really felt like the statistics were going up and the government was doing nothing. Uh, we've been complaining on social media. And yes, social media is a very plat- a powerful platform to mobilize. But it seemed like nothing was really being done in terms of policies and laws and so forth. And so... I woke up one morning and I wrote um, a status on Facebook where I tagged fellow activists and feminists and the LGBTQIA community and basically shut the country down to make sure that government stands up and does something about the war on our bodies. Unlike her counterpart, Stembiso, Loiso believes that there are many young activists in the country. However, ageism and classism is silencing those voices. Even in activism spaces, um, there's a lot of ageism that happens in those spaces, a lot of classism that happens in those places when we, as young, which I discovered as a young activist. And um, we have so much to contribute, but sometimes we are really suffocated because we are told that no you are young and you need to know your place in some kind of way so we do have a voice but then we're not actually being allowed to to be heard many other young activists are not known or express themselves by going to the streets one such activist is farai mubaiwa born to a south african mother and a zimbabwean father a leader 
activist and African feminist. At 24 years old, Mubaiwa has achieved so much, including co-founding the NGO Africa Matters, which aims at changing the narrative of Africa in the eyes of the youth. Mubaiwa believes that activism does not only belong in the streets or political space. Often when we talk of activists, there's this idea that you know activists belong on the streets protesting, especially in corporate spaces or workplaces like these. When you think of activists, there there's often that separation of no, but those guys are the ones over there. As a country, we need to involve activists in different spaces, whether they're formal spaces, whether it's corporate spaces, whether it's governmental spaces, so that we can see that change happen tangibly. But we also have the responsibility to learn from those older than us about how have they addressed the issues and how can then we come up with innovative and collaborative approaches to properly address different issues. This sentiment is also shared by political analyst and young social activist Kaya Sitol. So of course some people might see strikes as being obviously the most visible form of activism but there's also a lot of young people who actually do some form of passive activism, desktop activism where they write opinion pieces, they influence the type of conversations that happen in legislatures and even in parliament. So activism does take multiple forms and luckily we do not have to restrict young people to one form of activism and say this is the legitimate one. They all have some element of legitimacy. Sitola says youth activism is not only important in South Africa but the entire African continent. He says with the population of Africa getting younger, it means that issues that are specific to young people need to be given a central space in important conversations. No. And uh, that was a uh, political analyst and young uh, social activist Kaya Sitoli ending that report by Normalizo Mandela in Johannesburg. And to engage further on youth activism and changing a youth mindset, uh, I'm joined now in studio by Shumalite Creation Director Sam Lekalakala. Thanks so much for coming through. Thank you very much, Sakina, for having me. So let's start here. When we talk about activism, is it fair, would you say, uh, to characterize our youth today as having lost that sense of activism that perhaps their uh, forebears may have had? The sense of activism, the, our youth have actually lost that sense of activism. We want to take back the activism, back to the schools, to the government departments, workplace, civic organization and NGOs. And I'm just going to outline a few projects that we're actually taking that. It's actually at schools in terms of doing the mind training for the learners at grade 11 and 12. Since government has reduced the pass mark at the school to 35%, we actually go there and then train the learners so that they can achieve distinctions at grade 11 and 12. We want them to actually empower themselves so that they can be able to achieve to qualify for or meet university distinct uh, requirements and also qualify for bursaries. If they can qualify for bursaries, so that they can qualify for NSFAS program. This is the financial assistance that the government is giving. You know very well, Sakina, last time, almost all the universities were up in smoke because the learners don't have money to pay for the fees. And they didn't even qualify for that NSFAS program, financial assistance. But wasn't that an act of activism? The hashtag fees must fall. You look at hashtag me too. Aren't those, you know, uh, some of the more pivotal uh, examples of youth activism it of was. our time? It, it was youth activism. But what we are saying is most of the learners then, they didn't qualify for financial assistance. And then what is it that you have to resort to? You have to say to say fees must actually fall. But besides that, Sakina, do you know how powerful the mind is? subconscious mind is. So when we do the mind training at the school level, 
we teach the learners how to achieve distinction. Reducing the passing mark to 35%, that's not going to help the learners. It's going to frustrate these learners. It's frustrating the teachers as we speak now. It's frustrating parents. And again, it's going to frustrate the lecturers at the universities. So you, you see, this is actually causing a lot of complication. And we believe that by training the learners to actually get the distinction, this is going to give them a better um, upper, uh, uh, upper hand. And how are you going to do that? We actually go to the schools and then we train the learners. We help them how to understand how the brain works. And the learners, they can actually achieve the distinction. Quite a number of schools that we have trained them on, on, on mind training, they have actually achieved the distinction. We don't only train the learners. We also train the teachers to actually understand that they can produce distinction with these minds that they actually have. Currently, our teachers are so demoralized because of so many issues. In addition to that, we also do what you call anti-bullying campaign at the school because the problem is also in the minds. Currently, you know so much where we've got the reports, there's a lot of young ones that are bullying each other. Even now, they're even bullying the teachers. So in terms of the training, you know, how do you conduct it? When do you conduct it? And you say teachers are also involved, but we know we, there's usually a lot of resistance from teachers uh, when it comes to uh, in-service training. Yeah, we actually contact the teachers. And uh, that's why today we came to SAFM to say, look, we want to talk to the larger uh, population. And for the month of June, all the schools that will actually contact that will offer these trainings to those schools for free. We will pay all the facilitators, we'll put up all this other thing for ju- just this month of June. And then from there, we'll go back to the normal pricing that we normally price. But for now, we actually want to give all the schools, we train them for free. And we have put up all the um, uh, infrastructure in place. We've got the plan for this year and for next year. We have collaborated with quite a number of universities, for example, UNISA, and some other universities as well. We want them to come on board to collaborate with us so that all these um, graduates that are unemployed, we absorb them, we train them so that they can actually run up that training for us, with us in a collaborative way. And uh, you say all the schools who contact you now for the month of June will receive this the training, training for free, free of charge. Yes. How much does it usually cost? Normally, it, charge, it costs about 8995 And, and the, what do you get for that in terms of training? You, you, you mean, you mean the, the, the schools in yes, terms of when you train the teachers? Cost, yeah. Okay, we, 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 we train the teachers, the learners, your grade 11 and 12. We have a one-day training. And then we give them the material. We've got the uh, uh, manuals that we normally use. And we also train the teachers as well. There's a different training for the teachers and also different material, training material. Now, research shows that, Sakina, that um, it takes 21 days to change the mindset or to change the way young ones think. So we give them for the first day, if we do the training there, is day one. For the next 21 days, we send them the material that they can use in class while teaching and also for the learners while they are learning and also for the teachers while they are actually teach, which are the tools and techniques that are actually much better at uh, develop to actually help them to develop to achieve those distinctions. But how do you go about assessing the efficacy of your method? Okay, the efficacy of our methods. Yes. First of all, we don't just do the training. We do what you call brain profiling. You know, like some other people, they are left brain uh, uh, kind mm-hmm. of approach. Others, they are left, right brain um, dominant. 
And once we actually know that this person, this learner is actually right brain dominant, logic, they talk about logic, others they are very creative in the way they are learning, we actually give them tools that will help them to actually balance the two um, spheres. And we also help them to understand the power of the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. Guess what, Sakina? Research have shown that how the brain works, 10% of our thinking capacity is conscious mind. 90% is your subconscious mind. And guess what? Eight hours per day, the teachers are only interacting with your conscious mind, not with the subconscious mind. So we actually want to get into the subconscious mind and help the learners to actually um, use the power of that subconscious mind. Well, that makes sense, obviously. But uh, again, uh, just in terms of getting the buy-in, yeah. because you go into schools, but unless there's buy-in at all levels, yes. uh, you know, you're not going to be very successful. So of how course. have you found the going that uh, thus far? Well, one of the approach coming to, you know, make ourselves known from this platform, it's one of the things we want people to understand that because uh, when you go there, people are used, they said, look, that is how it is, 35%. This learners, if they don't get that 35%, they actually, and we know that they're not going to be able to get to meet the requirements. So we go, we talk to the principal, we first do the briefing. We talk to the teachers that are teaching those specific subjects within the school. And then they understand the method or they ask all these sorts of questions and then they know how are you going to go about. And is then they said, look, yes, we want it. Actually, most of the school that we have approached, they want the training. The challenge is, is, the, is, is the payments part of it. And we go like, guys, really, uh, we want your learners to get the distinction. And they said they don't have money. And this is true. In most of the schools, they just cannot afford that amount of money. So is there a way in which you can maybe help them get the sort of funding they need to pay for it? Well, we don't have a way of um, help them in terms of the funding. The only thing that we are doing now, we are actually talking to the universities uh, so that they can assist with those uh, um, student assistants that are actually at the university. And we think that is going to be actually a positive. It will help to get all those unemployed graduates to come on board and they can assist us for a year or two and then we will incentivize them. And in that way, when they find a job, they can actually write us as a you know, a reference to say, look, we are doing this kind of initiative for the learners. So how long have you been doing this for now? We have been doing this mind training for about three years. We actually do it at the schools and in the government departments. One of the campaigns that I just want to highlight with you is we do what you call recreating best men. We formulate um, men's forum and then we get the men to actually, as it were, in inverted commas, we recreate best men. Because, Sakina, you know, in August, it's a women's month. All these issues that women are actually grappling with, you know who are the perpetrators? Are men. So, yes, I know sometimes last year there was a campaign, women marching from Pretoria West to the Union Building, but that is dealing with the symptoms of the issues. We need to get men into a room, and that's exactly what we are doing. This month, we'll be doing that campaign, that, that uh, project with the Treasury. We'll be dealing with the men in Treasury, Department of um, IDT, and also Transport as well is on board. So last year, we did other government departments. By helping men to be so-called best men, in each and every institute, you've got good men and bad men. So we train all these good men to be better men better men to be best men. 
all the bad men to be good men. So it's sort of like a cycle. It goes a cycle like that. And in that way, we are being able to, as it were, recreate best men. Mm. And just finally, uh, what has your success rate been? Um, so far, because our scope has been very limited and our success rate has been like about 60%. So we want to increase the scope and involve uh, quite a number of uh, almost all the provinces. Last week, we did three provinces, Roadshow, KZN, Western Cape and Gaudi. So this few weeks, we want to do other remaining provinces. We actually want to up our success rate to about 70%. So how are we doing that? We want to, we are running a competition for all the schools, the FETs and the universities. We want them to identify a problem within the community and propose a solution so that they can have that creative mindset. And when they do that, they submit those proposals to us. We like to leave the details with you, Sakina, our email address where they can send them or for more information. So, And we give, we've got quite a number of prizes. We've put, lot, put down a lot of money on that. The first prize, which is a, your national one, it's about 100000 And the first position per province is 50000 30000 20000 and 10000 within the province. So we want the schools or the FETs and the universities to participate in this probe, in this campaign, in this competition, and send those proposals to mindtrainingschool at gmail.com. Just spell that out. Mind training school, like mind M I D training school dot at gmail.com. Mind training school at gmail.com. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much, uh, Sam, uh, for stopping by. Sam Lekalakala is uh, the uh, creation director at uh, Shumilite. And, of course, uh, those details there, if you would like to uh, follow up and uh, participate in those competitions, feel f- uh, free to do so. Right, uh, just uh, time for maybe a few messages. Uh, this one uh, says, uh, somebody said on Facebook, the most dangerous job in the world is to be a white farmer in South Africa. I would say uh, to be a teacher in South Africa is perhaps uh, just as dangerous. And uh, just uh, looking at the other platforms as well, and we do appreciate those messages coming through, even though we don't always have the time to run through all of them. Um, uh, This one says, um, well, those are about the Winnie Madigizela Mandela situation, which I'm not necessarily going to get into, given that it was a subject that was dealt with on other platforms and we didn't quite touch on it here today. So I'd rather leave it at that. And uh, another one, uh, Joe uh, Soap says, uh, business and industry wanted to vote the ANC back in power so that the culture of looting could continue. The entire value chain is corrupt and it's easy to loot in this country. That's from uh, Joe Soap Broke. So uh, that's what we have for you this afternoon. A mind training school at gmail.com. Uh, that's when uh, you can get in touch with uh, Sam Lekalakala or 072-433-1240. You can go on and uh, have a look at what they offer. And of course, also, if you'd like to participate, you'll find the details on that website.